Let me say something else, too, about Mo Pat. Mo has done it all. I mean, he's covered the Titans. He's covered the Vols. He's done high school. He's a fantastic writer and is now actually hosting a talk show every day in Columbia that is outstanding. I said no. Sarah says it has to happen. I'm not going to win that battle. No. But I can tell you that. I'm surprised she even asked you. I, I brought it up. Oh, you brought it I up. Said, I said, we're not now doing Now, why nothing. did you open that door if you didn't want it to be there? I said, we're not doing Elf on the Shelf, right? She goes, oh, we're definitely doing Elf on the Shelf. Who okay. should have been number one all I'm year? not asking you. I, I'm, I'm telling you that Georgia shouldn't have been, and they shouldn't be in the playoff. I would take Notre Dame that, in the playoff you, over you Georgia You know what? Right That's a conversation not even worth having. From the Blue Raiders to the two-tone blue, covering the teams you care about. It's only on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are on the backside of the show. Second half, if you will, coming out of halftime. Hope we are... Hope we've made the adjustments necessary in order to finish the show. <laughs> to, to win the show. <laughs> yeah, in order to finish the show on a high note. Mo, did you see Josh Heupel's, I guess not necessarily eulogy, but his speech at Otis Anderson's memorial? Mm-mm. Fantastic. Four minutes oh, wow. and some odd seconds of just a guy who took time out of his recruiting schedule to go to this young man's memorial and I'm it gonna just stop, goes I'm, to I'm going to stop you for a second because I would think what he did should be the norm and that that would be the priorities that any former college coach of a kid who sat in a kid's family's living room and that kind of thing and and promised to take care of that young man and that kind of thing, I, I would hope that what Josh Heupel did in doing that is what most coaches would do. Now, I'm not so naive as to think that it's not, but I'd like to think that that would be more norm than exception. Well, still, it's it's worth it's worth recognizing. It is, and the next negative word I hear about Josh Heupel as a person will probably be the first negative word I've heard about him. I mean, he seems to be a great guy. When we met him, he was nothing but, you know, cordial and uh, very appreciative of his time at that point. So, anyway, just thought that was worth noting and it, wanted it to is. give him it's, some and that credit was, for that. That was really a tragic situation. It was, yeah. Moving on to the professional ranks, because we have on the line with us simply the best. She is. Teresa Walker of the Associated Press joins us now. Like I said. And we're going to talk a little Tennessee Titans, maybe some Preds and anything else going on. Teresa, how are you? Well, I'm doing good, and uh, p- particularly thanks to uh, your. You, you mentioned the bone and joint 
uh, coming off the top as a sponsor, I'm assuming. So mm-hmm. they took real good care of me yesterday working on my shoulder in that fancy new building. If uh, anybody who's driven up 65 heading toward Nashville, you see it on the right side of the road. They, they, they took good care of me over there yesterday uh, dealing with a little bit of a bum shoulder. Glad you got that cleaned up um, and are feeling better. Um, I guess you are soon to come off of IR then, right? Not just yet. Uh, as, as you know, made clear to Mike Rabel on Monday, there's no timeline for my return. Uh, I have a hope for dot timeline, but anybody who's watched uh, Tennessee Titans this year understands that not you know injuries don't always come back. You know, you don't heal as quickly as you might hope for. But to segue a teeny bit, they the Titans coming off their bye seem to be getting a little healthier. You know, Julio Jones is, was practicing today, and one of three guys on, that were cleared from IR to start practicing with the team. Now, they're not off of IR yet. They still have to be clear through practice and make sure they're ready to go before that happens. But, you know, Julio Jones, he had three games that he missed plus the bye week, so he's had a month to hopefully put this hamstring back behind him. Uh, and, and also safety Dan Cruikshank. And uh, the third one was uh, – oh, I'm trying to think of his name uh, – Obviously, ah, Racy McMath, the rookie receiver. Then today at practice, uh, Rashad Evans, who's missed, uh, he hasn't played since the Kansas City game in, on October 24th. So, you know, he was back practicing today. He's been on the IR with an ankle, uh, that's kept him out of bounds. And, uh, so hopefully with the bye, uh, I think he's been out maybe six weeks now. Hopefully that has got the ankle behind him. Uh, Nate Davis was back at practice. He's missed, I think, three of four with a concussion, maybe four or five at this point. And so, you know, they're, they're starting to get a little healthier. Uh, so that's a good thing because, you know, I know that New England, you know, they've got a seven-game winning streak. They're sitting in the number one seed. But uh, I don't think if you're a Titans player or fan that you should discount getting being able to move up a spot or two or even threaten for that bye because the schedule. You know, this team had a lead in New England, uh, could have had a lead in New England except for the turnovers. And, and botched points from the kicker, Randy Bullock. So, you know, if, if, if I'm the Titans sitting over there, Mike Rabel, you know, he, he told us he's not going to look at, you know, anything, you know, those scenarios and stuff. He's not looking at what other teams are involved. He's, he's just focusing on this team, getting back to basics, fundamentals. You know, it things got a little sloppy. You know, we've seen it, nine turnovers in the last two games, uh, both losses. Uh, you know, so they're working, getting back to fundamentals, like getting in and out of the huddle faster, you know, just being a little bit more crisp. They're actually able to practice at something akin to a practice feed. Guys, previous two, three weeks, uh, Wednesdays were a walkthrough. Thursdays were a jog through. And they had their best decent practices on Friday. So if they're able to do more on a Wednesday and Thursday, that should help. That should translate onto the field. Uh, and, and, you know, come Sunday, you've got the Jaguars, the trip to Pittsburgh, uh, the Niners on a Thursday night before Christmas, and then the Dolphins and then the Texans. Uh, you know, we yes, we all remember what happened with the Jets and the Texans already once this season. But if this team can keep getting some people back, healing up, cleaning up some of their you know fundamental issues like holding on to the ball and ball placement and, and decision making by your quarterback, this is a team that should knock on wood be able to snap back to it and, and make a run for the number one seed. Spoke to Mike Keith for a little bit yesterday at the. Um TSSAA, Tennessee Titans, Mr. Football Awards luncheon and kind of spoke to him on Titans and injuries and that type of thing. And he he said that they looked more like 
a team and look more like the team that we had gotten used to seeing early in the season when he was over there the early part of this week than they have in some time, obviously. And um, so that's, you know, it's encouraging to hear both from him and from you that you know, we're, we're starting to get some people back and, and kind of ready to make this final push coming out of the bye beginning with Sunday's game against visiting Jacksonville. So that's um, that would be a good place to start, I would think. Well, absolutely, Mo, because, you know, let's be honest. I mean, a couple of weeks ago they made 13 transactions on a Tuesday, you know, and I, I can't think of a day where they had that many transactions this deep into a season. Now, the unlimited return rule for IR absolutely is a godsend, not just for the Titans, but other teams around the league, but it gives you a chance to get a Julio Jones back, uh, you know, to put guys there. A.J. Brown, you would hope, would be back and available for that game against the Niners. Bud Dupree could be in, back in time to play against his old team, the Steelers. And, you know, but when you start getting these guys back, instead of telling them, okay, there's the meeting room, there's the bathroom, there's the cafeteria, and oh, that's the door that takes you out to the practice field, you can actually work on plays and fine-tuning your chemistry and instead of needing all these name tags, hi, I'm, I'm so-and-so and I play this position. I mean, it, you know, when Mike Rabel told us, you know, he, there's been weeks where he's had to figure out who's available, where can we put them, and, you know, and it, when you're taking care of those basics, it's kind of tough to focus on the football side when you're literally trying to figure out how many guys will be available to you on a Sunday. So it, it, it'll make his job better, easier, and, and then, you know, it'll make everybody's job a little bit easier. And let's not forget, this is a team that strung together six wins, uh, you know, against in our 7-0 against 2020 playoff teams. So th- this has been a good season. And it, it is funny to see how, you know, now that Titans have taken a bye, they've had a couple losses, and it, it looks like they're kind of being shuffled in the pack to steal an NASCAR term. It, it, they ain't gone anywhere. You know, they're right there near the – they're in good position to compete for a high AFC seed for the playoffs. And I don't know if anybody saw I, – I retweeted it, I think, yesterday. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry is the uh, is Titan nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And they videotaped his reaction inside the team bubble over there. And Mike Brable had said on Monday that, well, you know, he was asked about Henry and how he's recovering. And all he said was, you know, he, you know, he's not going to be out there this week. Um, you know, and he's working. And that, you know, that's the extent of what we know. But, you know, and that's the thing. These guys on IR, you know, they're at the building. They're working out. But because it's been such a packed training room, they come when the team is in meetings so that they're not overflowing out into the halls. That's going to be the one thing for us to keep. And, and, and until they clear him to return to practice, if that happens this year, that will be our first sign uh, as to whether or not they're going to have a chance to get probably the, you know, there's, there's three big names right now in IR, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry. You know, those are the three key pieces of this offense we thought that they'd have this year. And, you know, Henry has been out for now four games plus the bye week. That's five weeks. So, you know, even if he's on the outside edge of needing 10 weeks to possibly be back this year, they're halfway through that point. You know, Teresa, we talk a lot about those three names on the on the hour from the offensive side. On the defensive side, some good news. It looks like uh, – I guess relative good news. Rashawn Evans, full participation. Jayon Brown, also full participation. Harold Landry, limited, but also Danico Autry. How close is this defense being to being full strength? 
well, as close as it, as it can be, I think. Now, Pierre Tart is a guy who uh, did not practice today. And he, for an undrafted kid last year, he has quietly become a big, you know, piece of the interior of that defense, mm-hmm. allowing Autry and Simmons to go hunt and do what they can do. Um, so it'd be nice to get him back, but absolutely signs of getting there, right? Um, you know, it, it, the secondary is not going to be what you would have hoped. Caleb Farley is out for the year on IR. You know, he tore the ACL. Um, you know, a couple guys, you know, gone back onto that. You know, Marcus Johnson, Darrington Evans on the offensive side. But, uh, you know, the fact that they never had to put Evans on IR, they certainly could since he's missed six weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fact that he's practicing fully, you would hope that he's at, he's past the ankle injury at this point. Jayon Brown, you know, he's, in, he's one of the guys you've got back off of IR. You know, they've been, they've been able to bring 12 guys back this season off of that IR unit. So this defense, and, and Kevin Byard was cleared from the reserve COVID list yesterday. He told reporters out there today that, you know, his wife lost a sense of taste of smell and had some illness and, you know, that some of the other family members had some symptoms. Byard never did and was able to work on some of his conditioning. So that's a good thing. He, let's face it, he's the anchor of that secondary. And with the, you know, Christian Fulton's back off of IR, you know, so they, they've got those two key pieces to help anchor them there and the growth of rookie Elijah Molden. This is, this is, this defense should have a chance to, to get back to close to what we saw. You know, they may not come up with four and five sacks a game, but they should be able to get the pressure on the quarterback and get those balls out faster, which we did not see in the two games that they lost. Interesting. You know, as we continue talking about this Titans team and their their injuries all season long, obviously not the results you wanted from the Texans game, but this team – did they learn from that? Did they learn that they have to be, you know, better despite the injuries? Well, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, Ryan Tannehill was asked about that today. He's got to raise his level of play. He's got, you know, and until you get some of these other pieces back, he's the guy that's got to carry the load, and that means putting the ball in the right places. And he said that he's had a chance to spend some more time with the guys that, you know, he's done some work in camp with Cody Hollister, uh, Nick Westbrook, Akina, certainly, uh, Desic Patrick, uh, and Chester Rogers. But, you know, over these last couple weeks, he's had more time to work with them. So that should help the uh, timing a lot better. But the biggest sign that came out of these two losses to me was the fact that they could run the ball. And, you know, they, they quietly got rid of Adrian Peterson. And people were like, why'd they do that? And it's like, well, we saw against the Patriots, uh, Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman can run the ball. You know, they just have to work on that ball security and not get so excited when they see the end zone ahead of them. Um, but, you know, 270 yards rushing, nothing to sneeze at. And for everybody patting Bill Belichick on the back for that incredible game plan Monday night, well, hello, he saw Brabel use it against him a week ago. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, I think, I think, uh, Kenny Hill threw 21 passes in that game. And it wasn't because of the weather. It was mostly because they were leaning on the run game. So, you know, there are some good signs, good pieces here for them to put back together and and put things literally kind of rebuild this team on the fly absolutely Teresa walker of the associated press uh, Teresa's going to stick around with us for another extra segment so you guys stick with us right here on southern middle tennessee sports today Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. 
Festop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and Mo. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mo, you know, the talk all day, on Twitter at least, has been about former Vanderbilt superstar and kick-blocking extraordinaire. <laughs> the rule, rule change... Inducing <laughs> linebacker. Hey, when when you make them change a rule, <laughs> that's called influence. Yeah, I mean Bob Gibson, Zach Cunningham, you know, <laughs> and Allen Iverson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's- Zach Cunningham has been placed on waivers by the Houston Texans, and as we just talked about that defense and how banged up they've been. Uh, Teresa Walker continues to join us, and we're just curious if, you know, obviously he's got to fall to the Titans in waivers if they were interested in him, but even if he did, Teresa, would they be interested in a guy like Zach Cunningham? Hey, before Teresa jumps in on this, let me just say this. There is an interesting article speaking to this very situation on Broadway Sports where it's pointed out one specific reason why the Titans should not claim Zach Cunningham when off I, waivers. When I clicked that article, I fully expected it to just be blank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no reason not to claim it, but, but there is, in fact, one. Teresa, are you familiar with, you know, the contract clauses that Zach Cunningham has in his current deal? Well, I read the – I tried to read through the story uh, after seeing you tweet it earlier, Mo. Uh while he'd only cost like two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars for the rest of the year, if you pick him up, if you if you win your claim of him on waivers, 
there's also $10 million already guaranteed uh, against injury next year. So it's like I'd be maybe, you know, here's the challenge. Titans are at 8-4. and four. They're going to be late in the waiver process. They may not even get a chance at him. Um, you know, but this is a guy that if he doesn't get claimed on waivers, I'd be willing to take the risk of not picking him up on waivers and seeing if I could get him in, uh, you know, make a deal with him if he doesn't. Uh, that doesn't include that. Get him in for that, cheaper. that doesn't include that ten million dollar guarantee. Exactly, and and write a new deal because he's now been left cut by the team that signed him to this deal. Uh, what was it, fifty million dollars, four years, fifty eight million or something? You know, just last year, and you know he'd already been punished a couple times this year uh, for team vi- you know rule violations. Now, how much of this is the new coach trying to put something in with the Texans? I mean. You know, those of us who covered Zach Cunningham here in, in Nashville, we know how physically gifted he is. You know, remember him jumping over the line to block a, uh, a field goal against Auburn in his last year at Vandy. But, you know, he, he's a very talented linebacker, made some good plays against the Titans. But, you know, he'd been punished a couple of times by, by David Culley. I, you know, if I'm picking him up off waivers, I, I'm putting a call into the Texans to find out what was going on. What were the issues? I don't pick him up blindly. Because you don't want to inherit that ten million dollar headache down the road, so I, I I would be very tempted to you know Titans may not even have a chance at him. You know there are going to be so many teams ahead of him. This is where when you're fighting for the top seed in your conference, that puts you near the bottom on the waiver wires because you know you usually don't get them. But there was that one time in 2010 the Titans put a flyer on a waiver on uh, Randy Monison. Lo and behold, they won that waiver even though they were down deep in the frost in the claims order. So. I'm really curious to see what happens with Zach Cunningham, but I certainly would like to make a call to find out what were the issues before I stick my claim in on him. We certainly know how that Randy Moss situation played out. Yes. I will say this, though. Uh, Rusty Smith, one of the smartest moves he ever made, when he went into that game (laughs) in place of Vince Young when he was hurt, he threw exactly to the one guy he knew was going to the Hall of Fame on that field, and it was Randy Moss. So it didn't connect it. They didn't at least together, he tried. But, uh, at least hey, he, just, he, at least tried he tried. He threw in the ball. Yeah. Hey, yeah. if I'm going into the Vince game, Young, Vince didn't throw many passes. Yeah, if I'm going into the game Not and I've much. got a future Hall of Famer on the field, that's where I'm going. I don't. He's literally known for going up over defenders and going and getting it. I'm just throwing it up and hoping he comes down with it. <laughs> and if he doesn't, exactly. no harm, if no foul. Get it, then. Amen. Sir. I mean, how Amen. how bad can it be? <laughs> How, how much worse can it be? I'm throwing it to a, to a guy who's an HOF or what's, you know. Oh, yeah. man. Anyway. Speaking of, yes. I don't think he's a future Hall of Famer, but there is a new wide receiver in town. And I'm interested to see if and how Golden Tate fits into the fold here, especially with AJ still out. Well, what we were told, we got assistance last week. Uh, you know, we only had one availability with by last week, and it was Monday. So we did get to talk to uh, assistant coaches uh, outside. You know, usually we've been talking to them by Zoom all year. Uh, so we got to talk to them. And, you know, Rob Moore, he's, you know, yes, I thought they're bringing Golden Tate. They're going to get him on the field ASAP. And, you know, here's the problem when you sign guys at the end of November or, you know, I think it was October, late October for Don Terrell Hilliard you got to get him into football shape first. You know, it's one thing to work out with your trainer, and no matter how they can push you and try to have you ready for to play in the NFL, 
uh, there's a reason why training camp is as long as it is, and they have the off-season program to get you into football shape. So that's what they're working on is trying to get him up to football shape and get him familiar with the offense and, you know, start working on that chemistry with Brian Tannehill. But, yeah, that's why I'm going to be very curious if they, you know, manage to promote him or do a COVID elevation Saturday, you know, one of those practice squad elevations to see if he, you know, because he, he, he was in town, didn't get to play against the Patriots, had the bye week. So this will be his third week with the team, you know, second getting a chance to practice. Uh, I'm very curious to see if they get him on the field. You would think they could use Golden Tate this week against the Jags and then next week against the Steelers, uh, you know, to, to buy you some time in that receiving core before um, A.J. Brown has a chance to be activated. Doesn't necessarily address the receiver situation, but scrolling through Twitter as we are wont to do, I come across a tweet from at Jay Wyatt Sports. It's got a blue check. The Titans have signed former Colts running back Jordan Wilkins to their practice squad, have also added DB Rodney Clemens to their practice squad while waiving running back Rodney Smith and placing Jamal Carter on the PS slash oh, practice squad injured list. Teresa, where does Jordan Wilkins uh, figure in? Well, uh, I think he's emergency backup. I mean, uh, Rock, uh, Jeremy McNichols is still dealing with the uh, concussion. He practiced mm. fully today, but he, he has to get cleared from that concussion protocol to be able to play. Uh, you've got Hilliard. You've got Foreman. And, you know, Kari Blasingame did get back uh, onto the roster in time for the Patriots game. But, you know, you, you need some depth there. You know, you need to have, you know, it just feels like they're swapping out some guys on the practice squad. Uh, you know, and Wilkins has some productive series for the Colts. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that's just, you know, moving around some of those deck chairs at the back in case you, you know, that's what the beauty of the 16 man practice squad was last year. And this year, it gives you the ability to have guys in your system so that they're, you can get them up to speed and break, break the glass in case of emergency and use them on a game day. So, uh, you know, it, that's the one good thing. You've got these extra guys. You don't have to make a call and get them into town. They're here. Teresa, do you, do you all in the Titans? Press Corps, do y'all have a pool as to how many players are going to wind up seeing time on the Titans' active roster by the end of the year? I mean, they've flown past the the record of 82 or whatever it was. What What's your number for yeah. the year? Well, they're up, at, they're up to 86. Uh, you know, that probably would have been a good – if we'd had any clue how bad it would be this year, yeah, I would have started a pool for number of players. I think you stars. still could. I mean, they've – <laughs> oh, well, I know. They've had 49. Uh, they're tied with somebody right now having to 49. Uh, the Saints have used 50. So, you know, I, a colleague of mine is writing a story today on the, you know, they've lost uh, cornerback Marlon Humphreys out of Baltimore for the rest of the season. And it's like, oh, the injuries are just hitting the the, the, the Ravens so badly. And it's like, stop. Uh, uh, please. Stop it. <laughs> they, you, you, nobody's close to the Titans. 86 different players have played for this team. In 12 you know? games. And, you know, what? Yes, and we still have five more to go. You know, they're going to – I wrote at the halfway point about the unlimited return rule from IR, and they're going to be talking about it this offseason. Let's just put it this way. Coaches love it. Most GMs I've talked to love it uh, because, you know, I don't know how you manage a roster other than that. You know, the Titans had bad injury issues in 2014, and we all remember that was one of those bad years. I, you know, that was part of the 5-27 and 27 over 2014 and 2015. So, you know, you've got it, – it, it, they're 8-4 and four this year. You know, the, the Ravens are 8-4. and four. 
And that ability to replace players is exactly why they're in position to keep winning. So um, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm a little too optimistic. Maybe they're at a point where that roller coaster has reached the top of the hill and they're starting to go down the other side. But uh, I won't be surprised if they get to 90 players used this year and maybe up that to because shoot, if Golden Tate gets into a game, that's mm-hmm. another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they're. But, uh, you know, maybe they use another couple more starters. Uh, so, um, you know, Cody Hollister got the start in New England. That was number 49. So it, it's going to just uh, stay tuned because there's five games left. And then, oh, yeah, maybe the playoffs. So um, that number is, is, is Mike Vrabel told the Sunday night broadcast crew before the Rams game when they were like two away from matching the record. He said, take, take the, the over, over. And I, that's what I'm going to stick with. Yeah. 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 Safe is great. Teresa, uh, one more, I guess we'll just throw this out there. The Titans are taking on Jacksonville on Sunday. That game is at noon here in Nashville. So if you want tickets, go get them if you can. Wanted to go ahead. And I was just going to say, and while Derrick Henry has run really well against the Jaguars, uh, I think Foreman and Hilliard will be able to fill in nicely for Derrick Henry on Sunday to keep up the run game. Yeah, they're they're pretty banged up too. So anyway, I want to switch gears for just a minute. We got about four minutes left, so I want to talk about the competitive rebuild that the Nashville Predators are doing. And it certainly did not seem as though it was going to be very competitive when this season started. But the Preds sitting at fourteen ten and one right now after last night's win over Detroit. Uh, this team, thanks to one. Matt Duchesne, who has apparently found his stride again, and two, Philip Forsberg being back from injury, this team is looking really good right now. The whole key to this year was going to be, would the highly paid guys like Duchesne, Johansson, and Forsberg play to their contracts? And they've absolutely been doing that. And, you know, that was the one we hadn't seen Duchesne do that in a Nashville uniform. Uh, we hadn't seen Ryan Johansson do that in a couple of years. Uh, you know, Forsberg, you know, last year he was off, he was doing a great start, injured, and never seemed to get back to that level. This year he comes back off of IR a couple of weeks, and, you know, he's even better than he started the season with. So, uh, you know, if they can keep this up and Charles can keep playing like he is in that, then, you know, yeah, they, they've got a chance to get into the postseason. Uh, my question then will be what it's always been with this team, uh, is that all there is, or can they actually win a series once they get there? And if they can, that will lie heavily on Saros's shoulders. But the fact that that top line is scoring and they're getting young guys into the lineup, Tomasino and you know Tolvanen was looking sharp last night, and you know he's had more shots on goal uh, through the what, first 24, 25 games than he had through all games last season. So you know these young guys, you know Fabro is certainly you know. Uh, doing well playing alongside Roman Yossi. So, you know, they're getting the young guys onto the ice, getting them massively important playing time, but they're getting the production from their veterans, which was the area that we hadn't seen, we needed to see, and they're showing. Now the next thing, can they do it for a whole season? And uh, what does David Poyle do as they get close to the trade line? Does he take a risk on losing Forsberg and get nothing in return? Or does he try and trade him then? And to continue the rebuild or, you know, so that's going to be the big question as we go get near to the trade deadline. So, 
And you know, Forsberg, you know, he may want to – if he goes to the end of the season and they don't trade him away, he's going he's gonna to see what's else, what else is out on the market because he's in the prime of his career and he wants the opportunity, like any athlete, to try and be at a place where he can compete. And Predators got a whole rest of the season to show that they can be that guy, uh, that team, and keep him here. So we're going to have to stay tuned. But it's fun to watch him play when the way the way they're playing. It's it's really fun to watch. It hadn't been this way for a while. Ask Mark Melanson about going to play for a winner. Mm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> now, now I got to ask you it now: is is Lawson going to be hurt that we ask you about the Predators and instead of him. asking him? Yeah. Probably because he was watching last night's game and kept bringing me the highlights because, you know, I was kind of numbly laying in my chair and, you know, zoning out a little bit. So I wasn't watching hockey last night. So, you know, he was keeping me updated. But you know what? I covered this team from the inception. You know, he's a a Johnny come lately. He's only been around this team for 22 years. (laughs) He's almost been there since the inception. Almost. <laughs> Almost. He's close. Teresa Walker. Yeah, from his their inception, his conception. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa Walker of the Associated Press here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Uh, an unusual Wednesday visit, but we appreciate it. Thanks so much, Teresa. My pleasure. Thank you, Chris and Mo. All right. When we come back, it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Starting a little college football in this one, so stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. It's Wild & Wacky Wednesday on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. With the two zaniest guys this side of the Duck River. It's like you joined a circus or something. Here's Chris and Moe. Welcome 
back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. We are weird. We are wild. We are zany. We're doing it all on this side of the Duck River. When we cross the river, we're just normal guys. <laughs> oh, man. Mo, we got some fun, wild, and wacky to get to. And I do mean fun. This is going to be a blast. We're going to start in Oklahoma, where they're honoring their former football coach at OU with three inches of desolate highway (laughs) proposed to be named Lincoln Riley Highway. Oh, boy. Following the sudden and unexpected departure of the University of Oklahoma's former head football coach that left the Sooner Nation and other football fans in shock, Senator Bill Coleman has requested legislation to properly honor Lincoln Riley. The bill request asks to name the last three inches of the westbound lane of State Highway 325 in the Panhandle as the Lincoln-Riley Highway. Coleman said, I felt the state of Oklahoma needed an appropriate goodbye to its former head coach whose sudden departure left many in shock, including a team of young, dedicated college players. I found the tiniest section of our most desolate highway to pay tribute to Coach Riley's exit from Oklahoma football and the state, this is only fitting, as this is the last three inches one sees before leaving our great state headed west. <laughs> give, yeah, give him the the dings. He deserves the dings. All the dings. Yes. Uh, <laughs> is is that a level of petty, either of you? Oh, that is a strive? level of petty to which I aspire. No, no doubt. question. No doubt. Uh, <laughs> While we are all free to pursue employment elsewhere, there is a level of professionalism that is expected to be adhered to. From all indications, professionalism was pretty much absent in how this departure was executed. <laughs> this guy's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's that that's phenomenal. So, Mo, your kids are way too old. <laughs> My kid is not old enough. And I don't have any kids. And you don't have you. I don't think your dogs would care if Elf on the Shelf existed. Probably not. They would care if it got on the floor, <laughs> and, then, they, and they, then the Elf wouldn't exist anymore. They, they won't go up to get it. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, well, the little one, Lucy, would probably bark her head off about the Elf on the Shelf. But um, if it got on the ground, she'd probably tear into it. Well, it's a toy. Robert Leonard, mm-hmm. a Superior Court Chief Judge in Cobb County, posted a mock order on Twitter Thursday banishing these elves, calling his gift, calling it his gift to tired parents. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're tired of living in elf on the shelf tyranny, not looking forward to elf forgetting to move and causing your kids emotional distress. Mm. I'm a public servant and will take the heat for you. My gift to tired parents, Leonard tweeted. Wow. <laughs> Come and take it, huh? I mean, basically, look, <laughs> I said no. Sarah says it has to happen. I'm not going to win that battle. No. But I can tell you that. I'm surprised she even asked you. <laughs> I, I brought it up. Oh, you brought it I up. Said, I said, we're not now, doing Now, why that. did you open that door if you didn't want it to be there? I said, we're not doing Elf on the Shelf, right? And she goes, oh, we're definitely doing Elf on the Shelf. 
See, so it was gonna happen. Rookie mistake, isn't it, Mo? I don't think I. I think it was gonna happen either way. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, she might have forgot. I don't think so. Might have. Not, not until Facebook reminded her with everybody's elf on the shelf mischievous just going around. Still think I'd rather Facebook to have reminded her. Yeah, at me. least you had a shot. Well, yeah. you got no shot now. I don't know. I mean, we're not going to do it till at least maybe two years from now, right? You're not I mean, winning this argument. I'm just saying, maybe she'll forget by then. It's not going to happen. Anyway. No, because you said something. She's not mm, going to forget what you said. Not never. Don't you know how that's... Well, she's going to know that I, that's I, how our I oppose better and, work. and I certainly will not. <laughs> I mean, you know, I will help move the elf. Will you now? But... Isn't that the whole point of not having to have it? Right. I don't want it. But I'm not going to make her do it all herself, I guess. It's all for Charlie. It's all for Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Okay, so we've seen mm-hmm. some of these. We've seen some basketball players. We've seen some football players. Seen some hockey players who are all trying to get away with the, the fake COVID vaccination cards. <laughs> this 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 dentist in Italy uh, took it up a whole extra yeah. notch, way smarter. He decided instead of getting a fake card, I'll just get a fake arm. Real card, fake arm. Let <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, talk about giving somebody the cold shoulder. <laughs> uh, he wanted proof of vaccination, but he didn't want to get the shot and attempted, attempted to trick medical workers using a fake arm, according to a local nurse in Italy. Uh, she basically no- first noticed something was amiss pretty quickly. When I uncovered the arm, I felt skin that was cold and gummy, and the color <laughs> was too light. Cold and gummy. Cold and gummy. Oh, that's hilarious. That's, I mean, that's one. I guess it's an option if that's what you want to do. Oh, man. I got some camel stories. Is the animal or the cigarette? There are two camel stories this week. Are either of their names Sally? Uh, This one only has one hump. Mm. So, I don't think... Because Sally is a horse. Of course. I don't think the Bonner Springs Police Department in Kansas asked its name once they caught it after they had to chase it. (laughs) Quote, the entire day on Sunday. Mm. Trotted across a golf course, ran down a highway, visited a few neighborhoods. You know, it was late for a, a live nativity. Clear. Nativity scene. That's what I'm yeah. sure that's where this camel was. Or, or early. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> early. It was Sunday afternoon, so uh, I, it was just getting there on time. I mean, it was on its way, and y'all are out chasing him. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I still got a job to do, y'all. Tire tire the poor camel out before his work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just trying to get to Bethlehem, man. (laughs) (laughs) Police said they spent the entire day chasing the camel before it was captured with a lasso. Lasso the camel. Where, where was this again? In Kansas. Somewhere in Kansas. Don't they have cowboys in Kansas? Oh yeah, that could have they helped have with ranches. this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know how many the they have. Cowboys wasn't in... trying to get caught up in that. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. but if I'm a police officer, I'm 
I'm not chasing a camel. Let me go get a cowboy. Knows how to rope. What would make you think that the police in Kansas don't know how to rope? Well, that's, that's, there, there's that. I mean, maybe and, and maybe they do. Maybe, but what do you? How do you, how do you Bonner, chase a camel on foot? Bonner Springs does not strike me as the place with cowboy police officers. <laughs> Bonner Springs strikes me as the setting of weeds. <laughs> like, I mean. Very suburban to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, mm. Apparently, the camel did have an owner and uh, has been reunited with the owner and will now go back to doing camel things, according to the Facebook mm. post by Bonner Springs Police okay. Department. By the way, <laughs> what are camel? I guess things? coming to a nativity scene near you. I, I, there you go. <laughs> Which is where it was headed to start with. Yeah. yeah. This is not, I don't know that this is better, but this is certainly more uh, scandalous. A camel beauty contest in Dubai has conducted its biggest ever crackdown on camel beauty contestants that received Botox injections and other artificial touch-ups. Wow. Camel beauty contest? Hmm. Over 40 camels have been disqualified from the annual pageant. I guess it's like the Westminster Dog Show. I I guess. Mm. Dog Show, they don't uh, dress them up really, though. I don't think they dress up these camels. I think it's all about, it's kind of like a bodybuilding contest, I think, maybe. They're natural appearance. Yeah, they're natural appearance. So I guess it is like a dog show. I, 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 I don't know. I, so, dog and camel show as opposed to dog and pony show? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Judges at the month-long festival in the desert northeast of the Saudi capital, uh, I don't know how to say the Saudi capital, Riyadh? Riyadh? Yep. Riyadh. Riyadh. That makes sense. Uh, Riyadh. Uh, they're escalating their clamp the down artificially enhanced camels. Artificially enhanced, folks. Mm. <laughs> this year, that's a, lot, that's a lot of Botox, right? Extra humps? What? <laughs> Maybe they had extra humps. Camel breeding is a multi million dollar industry, and similar events take place across the region. So apparently, what they're doing is trying to make these camels look nice so that you will choose their camel to breed with, I assume. All about breeding. Okay. Authorities discovered dozens of breeders had stretched out the lips and noses of camels using hormones to boost uh, certain muscles. Come on now. Injected camels' heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger, inflated body parts with rubber bands, and used fillers to relax their faces. Yeah, this uh, that, that Y'all got to stop. go. Y'all yeah. got to stop that. That's, yeah. Got to go. That's not good. Oh, that's animal cruelty. And you know where they do have... Cowboy police, apparently in Elgin, Illinois, not Baylor. Okay. South Elgin police and animal control responded last Tuesday when a cow was spotted on the loose wandering in traffic. They determined the bovine had escaped from a trailer while being transported to its new home. A witness captured video of the cow wandering through traffic on a busy road. Police tied one end of a rope to the trailer hitch of a Ford Expedition squad vehicle and the other end to a lasso while pursuing the bovine through multiple streets. The officers were eventually able to get the lasso around the animal's neck. South Elgin officer Jennifer McClitch told the Daily Ironically, the Daily Herald newspaper in Elgin, Illinois, quote, 
We wrangled it like Yellowstone Cowboys. So apparently watching Yellowstone... You can learn a lot. Hey, you can learn some things. There you go. The cow was successfully returned to the trailer. And finally... Lucky for the cow. So, you know, you know, recently... President Biden decided to tap into the U.S. strategic oil reserves, right? Well, our friends to the north decided they need, they 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 were actually in need as well and needed to tap into their reserves. But instead of oil, you know, black gold, it's liquid gold, and you know what Canada needed to get, right? I don't know what they had to tap into their reserves of the maple syrup. Okay. Apparently, mm. they're releasing 50 Quebec maple syrup producers are releasing 50 million pounds of the strategic maple syrup reserves. Wow. About half of their total stockpile. So, that stuff takes a long time to to make. It it does. It's a lot fact. of sap for syrup. Well, apparently we won't be missing any anytime soon. But uh, you know, it's hard to predict what next year's crop will look like, so so go ahead, top off the pancakes and waffles while you can, because Canadian liquid gold may not be here much longer. That's going to do it for Wild and Wacky Wednesday. <laughs> if you have camel content, we're here for it. <laughs> <laughs> we're here for all the camel content. Join us. We, we are your source for camel content. Camel content. No question. No question. Mm-mm. Oh, come back tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. we got two hours, and we're going to talk some high school hoops tomorrow. We're going to talk to a coach as well, so it should be fun. Join us live on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, or on 101.7 FM. We appreciate you guys and hope that you will have a wonderful – oh, today's hump day. No wonder there's so much camel content. God. See you on the other side of the week. For Mo and JP, I'm Chris Shousing. Have a great day. Stay cool, Columbia.